Blix hijack is imminent. Processing. Processing. Blix hijack is successful. You are clear to transmit. Captain, are you? John, are you? Steve McDonald. Music theory. Interviews. Music theology. Primitive rhythm machine. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Primitive Rhythm Machine. I am your host this evening, morning, day, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, Steve is not with me this month. Uh, he His work schedule is a little bit funky at the moment. So we have a guest with us in the studio today. We have world famous children's author, AC Peckham. Hello, AC. So initially when we started talking about having him guest star on here, it was from the uh, geek devotions uh, uh, discord chat and the, question was asked what is doom and stoner metal which people will know that is my favorite subgenres of metal i said well i'm glad you asked but it and i made him a list of bands specifically christian stoner and doom bands and it was a little bit more difficult than i was expecting because apparently the majority of the bands that i listen to aren't specifically christian uh, which shame on me, I guess, but, uh, made a list. And in turn, he just kind of gave me a list of bands to listen to as well. Um, before we start diving into thoughts on the homework though, uh, I'm sure people at home are probably wondering a little bit about who this mystery man is on the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. Well, hello there. I'm AC. As he mentioned, I am a children's author. I have two books out and I'm working on a third right now. I am currently in grad school working on my master's of Christian ministry, and I like I try to make it a point to listen to all kinds of music, and this year I've been especially diving into metal. And John here has been helping me <laughs> dive a little deeper into that. I just throw out a suggestion here and there based off what you say. Apparently, you've been really vibing on the black metal lately is what I've been seeing a lot in the uh, in the Discord. I, I've been diving into a little bit of everything, but black metal, though it's not quite my favorite per se, I just love the concept of this subgenre that was originally made specifically to be actual Satan music that was able to be flipped and turned to glorify God instead. I just love that, and it's so beautiful to me. Plus, it you know, that's just what my brain sounds like most of the time anyway with ADHD, so. Oh, fun. <laughs> that, that that sounds like a blast. Then I, then I would suppose that would make sense, being as the doom metal is what my brain sounds like with my anxiety, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. So. <laughs> though though I, I, would, I would say I've, I've found Gent to be a bit more on point with the inside of my brain, but black metal gets a lot of like that with the blast beats and stuff. And you know why they named shrieking. it gent, right? 
Yes, because it's a very gentle tone. No, it's actually because it's that's just what the the sound that the guitars make. This the which I love. I don't know why I just do. Yeah. So that I've been hearing people argue over whether that's even a real genre or not, and I I would say it's a sub sub genre. I would agree with that. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit more mathy in how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, bands like Mashuga and yeah. um, Periphery. Yes, that's the other one I was trying to think of. Um, so, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, and I actually got a couple of gent bands in my list as well that I sent to you. I did catch that. There was one that caught my eye that I will be talking about. Um but uh so so you said you this year specifically you've been diving into metal why metal i don't really know how to explain it it's just something that i kind of stumbled into um i had first heard about christian black metal a couple of years ago a friend referred me to horde uh and their album heligosbart mm-hmm. and so that was my first exposure to black metal in general and then when I started getting on Spotify and realizing, oh, hey, I can just listen to whatever I want for free, um, I found like this big old playlist of Christian black metal and I was able to d- discover and start listening to others like uh, like Living Sacrifice, Renaissance, um, which is more death metal, but it was on there for some reason. Um, a whole bunch of bands like that. Uh, from there, I started finding other subgenres like christian death metal i actually found uh christian death core which there's a lot of great bands on there like for today um impending doom impending doom oh i love impending doom i think they've got an album coming out this year i cannot wait for but yeah i i i just discovered hey there's all of this that i've never heard before i've got to catch up because I remember, you know, back little old 12-year-old me thinking Skillet was as heavy as Christian music could get. <laughs> now, And now here I am discovering bands like Mangled Carpenter, which is Christian Death Grind. Which yep, yep. is like, what's the most violent name we can give this genre? Um, there's worst ones, but we're not going to get into that because... Yeah. <laughs> be- because. Um, yeah. So... Other grinds. Right, right. Uh, speaking of, gosh, you, you brought up Helga Usart, and I'm like, I haven't thought of that album for a long time. Uh, I actually owned a copy of that album on its original release. Um, I bought it back when it first came out uh, through mail order, because this was before ordering stuff over the internet was the norm. And it was being publicized by Rowe Productions. Uh, Steve Rowe from Mortification used to have a uh he he started his own uh basically his own record label down in uh down in australia and was using diamante as their uh distributor which is a big christian music distributor in the 90s and uh he had a newsletter where he or which was basically just on the front page it was like a note of you know this is what's going on with the company and then the rest of it was kind of like a catalog um, but 
they had Helig Usfart in there and they they had described it as unblack metal, I believe is the phrase that Steve used. And he's like, this is the heaviest thing ever. And I'm like, okay. Well, at the time I was a edgelord teenager and I'm like, I'll check it out. So I mail ordered this thing out of Australia. I put it in and it was so vastly different than what I, anything I was listening to at the time. Cause in, in the nineties, black metal was a new thing. So, you know, nobody knew what it was. And there, there were a lot of, there's, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I heard what I later found out to be a lot of the black metal cliches, like the guitars sound like they're being recorded through a potato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff like that. And I was just like, I don't know what to do about this. And be, with that being my first taste of black metal, I think that's what kind of put me on the back foot a little bit when it comes to the genre, just because it's a little bit... I need the production, I guess. Maybe I'm just weird. And there's some black-influenced bands that have really great production that I'll listen to and I enjoy. Um, bands like Deaf Heaven or uh, uh, Side Project from some uh, some of the former members of Extol uh, called Lengsel. Um, but... I just, I just couldn't get into it and, that, and, and not to yuck your yum by any stretch, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's, I guess it's just not my cup of tea. It's just a little bit too wacky for me and I can't get into the whole corpse paint thing. I, that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, it was a bit of an acquired taste for me. I re- I honestly hated it at first. I was like, what the heck is this? It's awful. <laughs> but I, I, I just kept listening to it just out of out of the sheer fascination of this weird thing that someone showed me. And it was later that I found like other much better quality bands that kind of hooked me onto that. And like yeah. and like that that one uh gospod that russian orthodox black metal band that you referred me to earlier this year Mm -hmm. it's like they're they're still pretty new and i I can like hear listening through their music kind of the progression of increased quality there's some of their newer stuff so it's like that you're right it's like (laughs) there's a lot of it that just sounds so bad (laughs) yeah and but when when done right it's so beautiful I mean, still uh, weird, but beautiful to me. And doing <laughs> doing my research on black metal as a genre, I mean that that was it, the quality of productions kind of, the, or the lack of, it was kind of intentional to my understanding, um, because black metal happened as a response to the commercialization of death metal during the mid to late nineties, what with bands like Morbid Angel and Cannibal Corpse. Uh, getting major record label deals and polishing up their sound and getting airplay on MTV. And so black metal came around as just kind of a anti-culture to the popularization of that. Cause you know, there's always going to be the people who are just like, Oh, if that's the popular thing. Well, I'm not into it. Yeah. And then along or, came I'm, cradle of filth and well, tried to make yeah. it mainstream anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's always somebody who wants to make a dollar. You know, I'm pro-capitalism, so there's that. Um, 
so yeah, I just the black metal seemed to be something worth discussing a little bit there, just because it, it's something that's stick, that that you seem to chat about quite a bit. No, another thing I've noticed about some of the stuff, and even on your on the list that you gave me, uh, you seem really into foreign music. Oh, very much so. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, as with metal in general, um, it was when I really started getting on it on Spotify and realizing I can just look up and find whatever I want to listen to for free. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've been honestly listening to a little of everything as I've said. And I figured like, while I was looking up metal in general, I wanted to get a taste of like, what does it sound like in other places? And I was already looking up a lot of music from Vietnam. Um, kind of cause, uh, my girlfriend's Vietnamese. And so I've been trying to kind of do some research and learn more about the culture. And I've especially just lo- fall- fallen in love with the music there. And then I kind of got off track and just started looking up just the mm. most obscure, weird stuff that they've got over there. Like, They've got some in, intense rap scene over there as well, and uh, they've also got uh, just uh, Vietnam has a lot of good uh, rock and metal that I've come to find, and I, I was just looking where where else is there this cool stuff like, and I knew stuff like uh, Japan has a lot of good stuff. Um, I listened to a lot of European bands. One thing that I realized recently is just like, I think the continent I've listened to the least of was Africa. And so I've especially been kind of doing some digging there as well. And that's where I found Arkan, which is another one that I included on there from Mm -hmm. Togo. Turns out they're the only heavy metal band in Togo, which is understandable because Togo is tiny. Other bands like um, Last Year's Tragedy, which I I think I shared on the page um bands like that a lot of fun um i've especially fallen in love with folk metal because it truly captures the essence of what it's like to travel the world through music um because you know folk metal especially with the way it incorporates traditional and cultural elements of the artist's Mm-hmm. It sounds different wherever you go. And so, like, when I made that folk metal sampler playlist that I sent you. Right. Like, the intention there was to just create a metal playlist that everything just sounded so different. Mm-hmm. But it's still metal. And, like, you know, uh, Vietnamese folk metal sounds Vietnamese, but it's still metal. Togolese uh, folk metal sounds Togolese, but it's still metal. Uh, Brazilian folk metal is brazilians they all sound so different and i Mm -hmm. love that because it's just this intense genre that's able to capture a little of everything and i've I've always been into folk music especially so especially in like uh scottish and irish so finding uh bands that uh bands that incorporated stuff like that into metal was just really cool to me right 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 um, <clears throat> so that being said, you just got your first experience into the whole stoner doom scene. I did. What were your thoughts on the, just the genre in general? 
the genre in general um for one it's very slow which <laughs> i mean obviously but i don't know it's really interesting as it's something that i haven't listened to much of before so it's something I feel like I'm going to need to listen to more of to really develop a thorough opinion of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like some of the songs you sent. Others, not quite so much. Like there was one of them that just felt very repetitive. Like it didn't really need to be nine minutes long. It <laughs> kind of dragged on. But there was others that were even longer that made it work. So I don't know. Like, I, there I, were some. Th- there were some that I threw in there that experiment with other that kind of throw in other subgenres of metal too. Yeah. Uh, so there, like um, the uh, I'm forgetting the names of bands now. All of a sudden, um, oh gosh, way to go, stupid! Let's figure this out here because I'm a big dumb. This is all uh Veni Domine. Oh Memoriam. yeah, that that first one on there is one that I really liked. <laughs> I kind of figured you would, especially when you said <laughs> I I kind of like the prog stuff and I'm like yeah, you're going to be about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely about about the Veni Domine. So, uh, which one was the one that was repetitive too repetitive the, for you? The one by Evangelist to praise to bless to preach. Oh, really? Like I don't know. I maybe it was just the guy's voice, but just the constant repetition of kind of a whiny tone. It seems like to me <laughs> of just the constant "woe to you," and I'm like, "Yes, I get it. Woe to me for listening to this song." <laughs> but um, that, that was the only one I'd say I really didn't like. Uh, well, you sir just uh, found your one of the first foreign bands that you're not into. They're oh no! Poland. There's there's plenty of foreign bands I'm not into. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're 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 a Polish uh, doom <laughs> band uh, that I just nice. discovered recently, and they do have better songs. It's just that was one. They only had the one album available on Spotify, so it was like, er, fine. And I really wanted to give you the essence of doom metal, so I was trying to get all the long songs because. It, a typical doom song usually is somewhere between six to 10 minutes long. Yeah. I remember, I remember hearing about doom metal in this video series. I was watching going over the different subgenres, and mm. uh, the guy mentioned when he was going over doom metal, uh, when he got into discussing stuff like drone metal that just like went Ugh. even longer. And, uh, I can't remember the name of the song. I think it was by Sleep that was just an hour long. I haven't listened to it yet, but it's on Jerusalem. my to listen list. Yep, Jerusalem. Uh, that was the album that made them break up the first time. Oh, uh, I wonder why. <laughs> because they, they their original album, Sleep's Holy Mountain, came out and everybody was like super into it. And then the studio was like, yes. I mean, the the label was like, yes, go back into the studio, create a follow-up. And they spent their whole entire time in the studio just making Jerusalem, which was just one long stoner metal song. And uh, the studio was like, no, this is not (laughs) what we want. We can't market this. And they're like, fine, we quit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... 
And there's been there's been several um, bootlegs of it that have come out since, but yeah. yeah, that that was a big thing at the time. Yeah, it's like the length of songs is something that I feel like it's an element of a song that needs to be used correctly because like when it's just really repetitive, like that one song where it's just the same thing over and over again for 10 minutes, it's just kind of mm. like, well, well, what's the point? This could be three minutes and I'd get the same experience. But then there's the- other songs like pretty much all the rest on that list that mm. though there was some repetition, they changed it up. Like there was reason to the length. And there was one song that I sent you that's 29 minutes from Haksan. Yes, there was. It's constantly changing. And I just, it, it, it still sounds like the same song, but it's, it kind of earns that length rather than just being the same thing over and over for 29 minutes. You know, I, I was just about to talk about that song too, uh, being as we're talking about song lengths and for me, um, that song felt like it could be split into about three, maybe four different songs and probably would have been a little bit more effective for me. Um, that's understandable. Yeah. I, I mean, and again, it just might be personal preference on my part. Um, dream theater does that a lot too with the, with their songs. If you've ever listened to dream theater at all, I, they sound familiar. I'm not quite sure. They have a song and because my brain's not working, cause I literally just got off work. Um, I, can't remember i think it's metropolis part two is what it's called but i could be wrong anyway it's another 20 to 30 minute song that they do that has several movements throughout the whole entire thing and i listen to it and i can appreciate the technicality that goes into the songwriting for it but i i I almost feel like it would almost be serviced better just being split into three different songs i can understand that yeah for for me specifically with that one song Han Chung Mao, uh, like you you can tell like there are different movements to it, mm-hmm. but it still be one long song. Um, that's something that I've kind of had a lot of experience in uh, when I was in choir at LCU. Um, I got to be part of a few different songs that were like broken up into several different movements. That the whole song was like thirty minutes. Uh, one was forty five. Uh, I remember we did Dan Forrest's Requiem for a Living, which was a five-movement piece. Uh, That was a very long song, but it was a lot of fun to be a part of. And then, I I don't know, I I really kind of understand, like, why they break it up into different movements, and yet it's still the same song, Mm quote-unquote. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of what was happening here because uh, they actually published that song as a full EP last year. Right. So I think that's kind of like what that felt like to me was just one of those choral pieces that I had done that was broken up into different movements, but still the same. And I, I get that. And I, I think it might have made more sense to me if I understood what they were saying. Uh, and that, that that's a that's a huge barrier for me. True, being, true, very true. Uh, w- yeah. With music is I, I have a tendency to connect a little bit more with the, the lyrics 
Um, I think I think intelligent lyric writing can make up for a poorly written song. Um, and that's not to say it's a poorly written song by any stretch. Uh, it's just if all I have is the music, then my brain starts to kind of tune out what the kind of the words of the song a little bit. And so I don't I, I don't have that to write with it to really kind of bring it together. That makes um, sense. Yeah. But I mean, that, that, that I think is just personal preference. I, cause like I said, I, I, I listen to doom metal. I don't have anything wrong with long songs, you know? Um, another thing I was, that's on here that kind of caught me off guard. Cause I knew I was going to, I knew from our conversations on discord, I was going to get a lot of foreign music and I knew I was going to get, and I was kind of expecting a little black metal and you, you, you slipped one in on me. <laughs> I, I did think? catch I, uh, not my thing. It was okay, but I'd, I'd, I'd heard of grave declaration before and it's okay. Um, but the one that kind of caught me off guard a little bit was, uh, the encrypted track, um, a little bit more cyber grind or industrial. Yeah. That's an, uh, industrial metal. And now, if I recall your Facebook right, because I'm a creepy guy who pays attention to what people put on Facebook. Indeed. Uh, you are friends with the guy who does Encrypted, correct? Uh, yes. Um, he was uh, he was my boss when I worked at Chop Chop. And uh, he recently came out with that EP, he and a friend. They had apparently been wanting to do that for years and finally got around to it. And... It's funny because like his his EP was actually my first exposure to industrial metal as well, which I'm still making up my mind about industrial metal. Um, it's definitely not my main cup of tea, but there are a few hidden gems I've found in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to kind of I wanted to send you one of his songs to kind of get your thoughts on it because it, it it's to me it's something that. Part, part of me likes it, part of me is a little not quite into the the kind of mix of mm-hmm. just kind of the general noise of it, but as I've come to found, that's just what industrial metal sounds like, apparently. So, I don't know, I'm still making up my mind as to whether I like it or not, but I've been kind of jamming to it. Um, <clears throat> well, you asked me for my thoughts on it, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say this... Is, this might come across a little blunt and I don't intend for it to be rude by any stretch. It's not bad. I'm going to, I'm first of all, I'm going to put it out there. I, I don't dislike it, but it reminds me of something I've heard other people do better. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, you know, if you like it and, and with what your opinion about industrial music, I would, tend to ask you then are so like are, are, were you wanting it to be more a lot more melodic or a little bit more abrasive i'm not quite sure because like in industrial metal uh is probably the subgenre i've most recently discovered besides stoner and doom which uh, you introduced me to and so it's still something i'm trying to get a feel for what it is supposed to sound like um since I've been listening to it more and finding that industrial metal on the whole is much more abrasive like that, I've been able to appreciate it more. Um, but just kind of overall, I, I realize I have tended more towards melodic stuff than mm-hmm. 
than what industrial metal offers. I would then steer you towards, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Circle of Dust. I believe so, yeah. I think uh, I they would, they would be one I would steer you a little bit more towards. And more towards their later stuff than their earlier stuff. Their earlier stuff, they were still trying to hit that cyber grind feel. Whereas their later stuff, they're incorporating a lot more uh, techno elements to it. And like, I, def- I definitely like like the electronic and techno elements of it. A couple of bands, and I almost... In retrospect, I probably would have included uh, a couple of pieces from uh, Crossfaith. They're a Japanese metalcore, electronicore band. I've heard them. It's like... Like, electronicore is something that... I, I really love because because it's got all those like metallic electronic sounds but it's much more technical than it is kind of like grindy we have dallas mora in the chat what is up dallas we're oh, kind hey. yeah oh, hey there's a hey. chat i just noticed that hey yeah, he's just like wait going? a minute <laughs> uh so, yeah, we are recording this a little bit live for the podcast listeners just because I felt like being goofy. I'm a little bit addicted to this whole live thing now since we did it with playing games with strangers on uh, on it. Friday. So. so, oh, apparently both Dallas and Celeste are watching. So we're being monitored. Hi, by Dallas my, and Celeste. By mom and dad. So, uh, but getting back. So. Dallas was questioning Cybergrind. Um, Cybergrind oh, yes. <laughs> cyber grind is a cross between industrial and grindcore. Uh, common elements of that can be seen in bands like um, some, of, some of Ministry's heavier stuff. Uh, as far as Christian bands are concerned, you can find it in band, a band called Screams of Chaos. I don't have a whole lot of I don't have a whole lot of examples I can just toss out there because it's not my cup of tea either. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of death elements with uh, with uh, computers going beep boop. <laughs> yeah, beep boop boop beep boop. Dear John, computers do more than just say beep and boop. That said, your new AI hacks should have reminded you that we have friends we like to support such as the following individuals. Welcome adventurers! Are you looking for an actual play podcast without profanity? Or maybe one that even grandma can love? Well, you're in luck! Introducing Playing Games with Strangers! A bunch of voice actors get together to play Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition and weave a tale of comedy, tragedy, and dad jokes. And... On the plus side, the whole family can listen. Subscribe to the show at playinggameswithstrangers.com. New episodes release every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so Dallas is telling yeah. us we need to put together Spotify list for the show notes, and we actually have Spotify lists because that's kind of what this episode is about. It's an introduction to uh, AC. And it was an introduction to uh, that that I used to get him to listen to some stoner and doom metal. So we are rocking that out. Uh, apparently, we have somebody else sitting in the chat that's lurking. So hello, lurker. Hello, lurker. Oh, 
No, it's Celeste. Oh, my chat Celeste. just refreshed. Yeah, I was actually going to suggest if you wanted to do that afterwards, uh, just like combine our lists together. Don't need to just send the links to them. They'll be okay. able to post it. Yeah. Um, I got to say, because um, I listen to Spotify on my phone a lot. And so like mm-hmm. when a playlist is less than 15 songs, it'll like add suggested songs on there. And I've noticed that like shuffles out new ones every day that uh that that little uh function actually introduced me to a little more paramecium and some other stuff as well as like some other bands like uh uh living sacrifice for some reason vials of wrath was a couple that popped up in the suggestions that i had heard before and i was like kind of drawing some connections to like oh okay so Mm -hmm. it's like the genre makes a bit more sense contextually hearing some more that's kind of sliding in there as well and and for as much as i dislike spotify in the business aspect of things and what it's done to the music industry i will say it is it has it's very good in in a way of helping people discover other types of music and that's Um, definitely what it's helped me to do i mean that's how i found that uh that russian uh black gospod yeah russian orthodox black metal yes that which i've got to say that is like the number two favorite absolute new find of mine this whole year i'm glad i could contribute (laughs) the the, the first one was buried alive which is a very electronic or gent band that i figured was probably not best to suggest on a christian podcast but i love their sound <laughs> they, yeah they do a lot of the instrument they for each of their albums they do just an instrumental edition as well mm-hmm. so it's like i might send you some of that stuff that's just the instrumental without the questionable lyrics because I, I love their sound so much but the and- lyrics are quite questionable and yeah, and that that kind of brings me into why I why this podcast kind of came into being with Steve and I. Um, it's uh, the whole uh, a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there who's like, "Gosh, I really like this music," but you know, I really like the yeah. way it sounds. But you know, there's some words in here I just can't get past, and you know, and so we. It's a. It's all about trying to being able to be knowledgeable enough to be able to give people. Um, I don't want to say replacements or or uh, more healthy options. Just just to give them other things that they could listen to um, that maybe they'll like more. Um, uh, Steve and I have talked about it in the past, where it's just like you know, one of the biggest things when I was when I was starting to kind of get my knowledge in Christian metal and Christian anything really. It was just everyone was just like, oh, I just really like i really like metallica and if there was a christian metallica you know if there was a christian band that sounds like metallica and i would i literally had found at the time there was a band called uh eternal decision that sounded a lot like metallica i'm you, that face you made i'm assuming that I, you've heard them i stumbled across them recently in a <laughs> in a playlist i found yeah so there was a christian you know, they sounded almost exactly like uh, Metallica and I'd show that to everybody and everyone was just like, yeah, yeah, I can hear that. But suddenly it wasn't, it wasn't what they wanted. And it's because you, they don't want a Christian version of Metallica because Metallica has the Metallica has the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
um, the nostalgia that yeah. they want. They, they, they have the, the extra cultural impact behind. Yeah. It. You know, the, they, they, they have, they have the feelings that go along with the person's history. And whereas, so people aren't looking for that, but the, the information they give you when they say, Hey, I like this band is good because it kind of gives you something to work with to make a suggestion. Like, Hey, if you like Metallica, you might also like this other band, you yeah. know, and, and you keep giving them, the you just keep giving them eventually these this list of bands that you've created for them will eventually outnumber the bands that has the questionable questionable content and i'm not saying metallica is a questionable but questionable but uh, i can't talk today Ugh. not not quite the thing you'd play in youth group yeah it's not <laughs> what you would play at youth group but in the same sense if one of my youth kids were like hey i really dig metallica i'm not going to go out of my way to say oh you shouldn't listen to <gasps> you, you know but if, uh, you know, if they were to come up to me and say, hey, I discovered this really awesome porno grind band that I'm really into, I'd be like, <laughs> um, I'd be like, uh, let's find you something different. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. And, you know, this will be controversial to people who are into these styles of music, but genres like that or what people would call Viking metal or, uh, Pirate you know, metal. Pirate metal. That's the other one. Thank you. Um, Crab core. Well, it's, it's those aren't genres. You know, I'll, I'll put it to you right now. Lyrical yeah. content does not create a genre. It's just a group of people who are deciding to get together, get together and sing songs about being a pirate or being a Viking or, you know, yeah. so, and, you know, and so I, I have a hard time really all that genre is because i don't i just don't want to say it again um yeah i understand it's just, we'll just it's just a, a slow it's just a slow version of grindcore is all it is yeah. a real chunky grind core so yeah and that that's something that i've also thought about is just because i've found like these different genres that are just defined by just lyrical content that this just sounds like something else, but it's about pirates. Right. And, and I, I included so, some ale but yeah, on my it, folk metal playlist. So that's, that, you know, that's right. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, back to the topic because I am scatterbrained. Same. Um, I feel like we've so, already gone just all over the place with this conversation. That's the way conversations go with me when I start talking about music. Same. Cause it's just like, ah, and especially with people like you who are just so new to, you know, the whole Christian metal scene. It's just like, I feel like, I feel like I'm letting you, you've, you've just walked into the Willy Wonka factory. It's like, I have so much to show you. Yeah. Um, it's like for so long. Like I and I like grew up with bands like Skillet, Thousand Foot Crutch, Red. Red is still one of my favorites, but just like realizing, whoa, there's even more, and even better. Sorry, sorry that that that, no, that corporate no, yeah. the corporate I, Christian yeah. metal scene is. I have feelings about it. No, I I, I get that. I, um, like especially Skillet's a lot of their stuff just sounds the same now. <laughs> oh now doubt Dal- now dallas is just trying to put oh. the bear he in the chat he wrote disciple for life i haven't actually listened to much disciple recently they're, they're another one much. i grew up on but haven't listened much recently um but and, yeah, and that's the reason why i was a little bit excited soft. 
<laughs> that was the reason why I was a bit uh, excited to have you on the show because you are new to the genre, the genre for the most part. And, you know, Steve, uh, have you listened to the show with Steve before? I know that. Yeah, pr- I've heard a, a couple episodes. So Steve is older than I am. I'm not going to say by how much, but he, you know, between him and I, I mean, we're, you know, Dallas can probably testify. We're kind of a walking encyclopedia of Christian, of Christian Metallica, Met- Metallicum, Encyclopedia Metallicum. Yes. That's what we will call ourselves. Um, but, uh, and so when I have the opportunity to talk with people who are just new and I can say, Hey, let me show you this. It's just like, Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like op- it's like leading somebody to Christ all over again, except not as fourth, con- not as much of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just realized I got a little sacrilege. I apologize to anybody out there. Yeah. But it's exciting for me. Um. So, like Jen, library music. of Christian music. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. <laughs> um. So quarter was the band that the gent band you got on there that I dug quite a bit. Yes. Uh, the song mirrors. They're actually one that I also very recently discovered. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago. Cause, uh, I, I had been trying to find, like I had, I'd been really getting into progressive metal, like I said, and especially gent that's uh, like, I've been, I, I started looking like, is there Christian versions of, this um and i actually found some good stuff like uh high the breather um a couple others that i can't remember off the top of my head but quarter was one that really stuck out to me because like like it they go hard on the super technical aspects of like let's do the weird mathy stuff let's do songs in seven eight time and i'm just like yes yeah they made me squee a little bit just because they reminded me a, a lot of uh they reminded me a lot of uh, Meshuggah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, they're my dent, gent band du jour, um, especially with their song New Millennium Cyanide Christ. Uh, That's a But, mouthful. of course, yeah, and it's one that people are likely to get offended about if you just say it to them without giving them the context that they were actually writing it about uh, an anime <laughs> flick that they saw. Meshuggah, uh, is that Hebraic rock? <laughs> yes, Celeste, you know, that is Hebraic rock. Actually, they're Swedish. <laughs> they're Swedish. They just took the phrase because they knew what it meant and they liked the way it sounded. So, yeah it it's always it's always funny whenever whenever you find a band that they have a name that sounds Christian or something like that. Like I was like, oh hey, I'm gonna show my grandma Lamb of God. She'll like this. No, <laughs> no, daddy, no, that's no bueno. Um, <laughs> I don't think grandma and Randy bright, Randy Blythe will have too much in common. <laughs> um, but the funny thing was, is I get that. Cause when they came out with their, uh, laid to rest album, and that was the one that, that really blew them up. Um, I had a lot of friends in the church that were just like, are they a Christian band? And I'm like, no, 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 they were original. They were, they, they're a reformation of a band that was originally called burn the priest. See, I actually, 
I, I had heard of them, but never really heard any of their music uh, until I looked up one song that uh, the wrestler Zombie Dragon uses in Middle Kingdom Wrestling, uh, the song Vigil, which I looked up the lyrics to that and I was like, oh, they're not. a that That's where I realized they're not a Christian band. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> Very yeah. much the opposite. Yeah, I, I, I've done that in reverse for somebody before. Um, somebody who was just like, man, I'd really love that band Kill Switch Engage. I just wish that they were a Christian band. I'm like, I'm about to make your day. <laughs> um, Have I got news for you? <laughs> and that was, that was pretty much how that, they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of all right. I just wish the bands that I liked but can't listen to would be the same way for me cough slayer cough but mood you know what's that mood no so let's see here now what topics haven't we discussed ah my stoner doom bands list that i gave you you told me which one you didn't like you weren't into you weren't into evangelist and that's okay because i've come to the terms with the fact that not everybody is going to like everything that I do. Um, what was your favorite track on that list? Um, sorry, I'm pulling up the list trying to remember I get what it. it's called. I've got yours on mine right now, so I can remember the names of things as well. I have very poor internet connection, apparently. So, uh, we're pro- If you're connected to your home's Wi-Fi right now, we're sucking up your bandwidth. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please, please remain seated and enjoy the ride. Huzzah. So while you're trying to pull that up, I will say that I actually, when I was making that list for you, I discovered new bands as well. While I was making that list that of Stoner Doom bands. Um, Morphia was one I hadn't heard before. And Nomad Sun was another one that I had never heard before as well. Okay, yeah, I got it. So, like, as I said, uh, Veni Domine was definitely one that I, I did enjoy. Um, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Uh, the Dove and the Raven by Forsaken. <laughs> yeah. Like... And I was listening to this at work, so I was already in a slow mood anyway, but just like, that one just really, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the I'm thing about that. with this. Here's the, here's the thing about that song in particular, is that song is very slow and very long, but it, it hits so hard. It does, man. Pretty much, pretty much the first three songs are my favorite. Uh, In memoriam, the Dove and the Raven, as well as Dead by Place of Skulls, which part of me is just like I always love those songs that are just like, huh, ah, yes, dead. <laughs> Single word titles. Yes. Um. Uh, so you know what the Dove and the Raven's about, right? Um. Could you explain it to me a bit more? Because like I heard the lyrics, but I was not quite sure. Again, I was listening to uh, it at work, so. Oh yeah, I just figured you catch it from the title. Uh, it's about Noah's Ark, man. See, that's what I thought. I was like, 
he released the dove and then he released the raven you know yeah i really like that songs from the old testament stories yeah there's a few uh it's it's kind of easier for metal to kind of tap on that old testament because that's where you're going to find the majority of your biblical violence and a little bit more of the there's horrific scenes there's one band i found i think i mentioned them uh mangled carpenter that death grind band that Mm -hmm. i was gonna recommend but i remembered you said you didn't like blast beats and like that's literally all their drummer does so i was like no he's not gonna like that but it's like they got one song called clawing the ark that well it's also about noah's ark but from mm-hmm. the outside and it's really sad <laughs> i get it i get it um so you probably are super familiar then with uh vision of god records with how much you like uh black metal bands and you've been yeah. dropping a lot of names of their bands then from yeah there as well. i remember you recommended them to me and i looked them up and found a whole playlist of their stuff as well mm-hmm. put that in my folder <laughs> so yeah, and actually, if you go onto Bandcamp, uh, you can buy their entire discography digitally. That's a thing you can do there. How much is it? Oh, I I doubt it's going to be cheap. You're talking hundreds of albums. But oh. Oh. Let me just use my <laughs> Google machine and find out. Some, something else that I found that... Uh while you're working on that something else i found that helped me kind of uh helped me find more christian metal bands was i I stumbled across this one uh facebook page called uh beyondthegrave.com that uh, they or beyondthegravemusic.com that i don't know if that's a record label or something or or no, they're an online magazine. Um, and so they just share and promote a lot of bands. I've found a lot of really small bands that aren't even on Spotify and are like really hard to find except for the links they share. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even remember what it was called, this one Mexican uh, uh, Christian war metal band that I heard one of their songs and I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know war metal could be Christian. But okay. Me neither. You learn something new every day. Hey, you know what? That's news to me. If, if uh, I find so, it yeah. again, I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. So yeah, on the uh, Bandcamp site for Vision of God Records, you can, you can download the entire 148 album discography put out by Vision of God Records for only $295.76. That is 60% off the regular price so as much as that is that actually sounds like a pretty good deal <laughs> i'm just saying it's 60 percent off so i mean that's if, a thing. if that was a conceivable number of a purchase for me then i might consider it <laughs> yeah and i'm actually looking at it because it's it's labeled on the uh, uh the uh ghost spot album the uh, israel's exodus oh yeah i love that album this is this is my cat cuddles he also is into metal music i'm sure does he headbang as well uh something like that only when he has hairballs (laughs) so so yeah as far as 
let's go ahead and do this because we are where are we at as far as time on here 52 minutes oh yeah we are coming towards the end of the show um so from your if someone was just to come up to you today or tomorrow and say hey i'm super interested in christian metal i actually how do i how do i start I, I actually did have someone ask me this recently. Um, I I obviously kind of recommended if they wanted to start off, I recommended some of the softer bands like Skillet, uh, Thousand Foot Crutch, some of the stuff like I grew up on. So it kind of helped me develop my taste before jumping into the really, really heavy stuff like Convictions for Today, Abated Mass of Flesh. I mean that's one that whenever i mention it in polite company they're just like what (laughs) um and then of course um i would i would just recommend some of those softer bands like that um some of red's newer stuff is getting a little heavier but if they wanted to really get into the really really heavy stuff i'd recommend they jump into um there's a uh spotify playlist called christian deathcore the complete collection that is just a collection of hundreds of, or at least i don't know if hundreds but a whole bunch of uh different bands and albums giving it you a pretty good sampler of deathcore um like the playlist is about 72 hours of music um if they wanted to get into something like black metal, I would definitely recommend Gospod just because I'm biased. And that kind of gets into the very uh, atmospheric elements of that. Um, something like Grave Declaration, which is more symphonic black metal, is something I'd recommend. Um, if they wanted to get into more of the progressive stuff, I would definitely recommend stuff like I the Breather or uh, Quarter. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think of a short answer to give, but this would honestly just be a whole conversation like this has been. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You, you've, th- you've thrown some stuff out there. So, uh, where can people find you, reach you, give you money? Um, I actually do have an author page as John mentioned, I am a published children's author. You can find me on Facebook at AC Peckham author. Um, if you wanted to buy my books, uh, I've got plenty of links on there. You can also follow my publisher, Iron A Bros Publishing. Um, they've got a couple of really great authors that are coming out with some new stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. So make sure you go check him out. Buy 17 copies of his book. Give them to everybody you know. Put some in your local uh, library. Yeah. Do that too. Uh, and uh, just for everybody out there, what are the names of your books that people can look for them? My first one is John the Cyber Llama. The second one is The Tallest Giraffe. And I am currently in the process of working on uh, one named Bun Bear Believes in You. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm working with a really awesome illustrator for that one who also has a great page, Artsy Steph Art. Uh, you can look that up on Facebook. Awesome. So go check that out. Uh, support the artists that support you. And until the next episode, uh, I'm John. And I'm AC. for Steve, yep, there's AC. <laughs> and for Steve, just saying good night and 
good luck. I I don't know. I'm bad at closing these things. <laughs>